little niece is only nine years old. She's trying to figure out why the world is so cold. Why she's all alone and they never met her family. Mama's always gone and she never met her daddy. Part of her is missing and nobody will listen. Mama's on drugs, getting up in the kitchen. Bringing home in the different hours of the night. Starting with some laughs, usually ending in a fight. Sneaking in a room when her mama's knocked out. Trying to have his way and little Lisa says ouch. She tries to resist but then all he does is beat her. Tries to tell her mom but her mama don't believe her. Lisa's stuck up in the world on her own. Forced to think that hell is a place called home. Nothing else to do but get some clothes and pack. She says she's about to run away and never come back. Welcome. I'm your host here and you are tuned in to Am I Pre Enough as a Black Woman Show, where we will be discussing difficult topics within the black community. Today's topic is what happens in this house stays in this house. I have a few guests to join me to discuss this topic. Hey, I'm Jasmine. What's up? What's up? What's going on, y'all? Mario here. All right. And so I wonder how many people have heard this saying within their household, especially the black household. This is creating an ongoing cycle of abuse and pain within the black household that is damaging someone every day. Adults that don't know how to cope with their emotions or understand that they should seek counseling because the principle behind what happens in his house stays in his house. So what is your take on this saying within the black community? Okay, I'll start. Um, I think it is a very toxic trade. I do think there are pros and cons to it, but I think the con of it, you know, the negative side of it is a lot more damaging. It's good to have the idea of keeping private things private, but when you're dealing with small children or even children in their, you know, middle school, in their developmental years, they start to carry the idea with them that it's better to not disclose personal information, even if it could be harmful and even deadly in some situations. So yes, there's some things that are only meant to be discussed within a family, but this idea of what happens in the house stays in the house, a lot of those same topics don't even get discussed within the house, and then they blossom into bigger problems, in my opinion. Yeah, I think you absolutely hit the nail on the head with that. Um, I do think that some things are situational. Um, It it just depends on what it is. Uh, But like you said, for the most part, um, keeping it within the household, but then not talking about it, that, that creates um, the problem, you know? And I think, you know, not having that communication, if it is staying within the house and not troubleshooting what the issue is, that can carry over um, and turn into something that, you know, I mean, you don't know what can happen. So, yeah. yeah. Right, I definitely agree. Um, I feel that that is what's lacking, is that something happens and the family isn't discussing it at all. They're yeah. just sweeping it underneath the rug mm-hmm. or trying to make sure that it doesn't go outside the family because it might be harmful or detrimental to them or whatever they might think or whatever image that they might be portraying. Um, And so I feel that, um, hmm. It's a tough one. Yeah, it is really tough. I want to say it it is tough. And I think that um, we as black people... 
Um, don't get me wrong, I know this saying probably goes for a lot of other races as well, but I feel that within the black community, this saying is something that you are taught like when something first ever happens. Right. You know, and and it's never actually positive. It's always in the negative mm-hmm. when it does come, you know. Right. And you're kind of lost for words or don't know how to go about it when you're five or four, right? Yeah. And, and so with that, um, when we as black kids witness our mothers being abused multiple times by our father or our boyfriend and told to tell no one that this is just another form of protection, so we think, but it's really doing harm to the mind and causing pain every day because they can't save their mom. Do you think... This, this saying has contributed to PTSD that has developed into mental health issues within the black community. Absolutely. Yeah, I, no, I definitely. Mean, definitely. Yeah. And in general, a lot of this is a very generational thing. The idea of not sharing what's going on with you mentally or emotional is a generational thing, especially with black people, because being outspoken or sharing things can actually causes physical harm in the past and so and even still today but because our parents and our grandparents were taught to not to not discuss emotional issues and physical issues things that's going on with their health and things like that where they have now birthed a whole generation of kids who are we're in the space where we're a lot more open to discussing this but who are we talking to it about we can't talk to our parents because they're like you're not supposed to share this you're not supposed to talk about this so when it comes to fortunately I haven't had a mom well I have a mom (laughs) (laughs) to my knowledge my mom hasn't been abused by my father or a boyfriend or whatever to my knowledge you never know but um (laughs) But even still, you just, I do know friends who have been in situations where they've been dealing with abusive partners or abusive father figures or whatever, and they find it difficult to even discuss it with their friends. So if you can't even discuss it with your friend, and obviously you can't talk to your family about it because, you know, if you were talking to your family about it, there's a chance that it would come to a halt in some way or form it's like who do you talk to so it causes all these mental issues because now you're wondering if I can't talk to anybody else what am I supposed to do how do I solve this problem right right I mean I, I agree with that um, I think protection of womanhood is very essential uh, to just you know within our culture but protection of people in general because it can be vice versa right you know um, and abuse comes in many different many forms, different forms. Mm-hmm. You know, mental abuse verbal abuse right. physical abuse whatever the case may be abuse is abuse mm-hmm. and, it, and it can cause you know some some PTSD right um, and just witnessing that um, mm-hmm. as, as, a, as a young child I mean you know you, you start to like you, you can begin to emulate those things mm-hmm. um, and it's, it's a, a domino effect um, but I think at the end of it all, it's just it's more so having communication within within the family. Um, and, and sometimes you, you do have to make those tough decisions. Like if you are in an abusive relationship and your child is witnessing this, right? You know, it's it's what what are you going to do about mm-hmm. the situation? Right. Even though it's hard, you know, because you might love that person. You have a child here who's witnessing this. And if you don't make the choice for yourself to get out of it, your child's going to witness this. And then it's just going to be, you know, something that happens. Yeah, they could be the abuser in the future or the person being abused. Right. And that's what I think we don't fully understand because 
I've been working with youth, right, for like the last five years, 10 years in youth development. And I feel that being in the schools, you can see like, you know, behavior is a language. And so they either are doing what's been done to them or doing what they've seen. And so, you know, things are, they're taught those things. They just don't come out the room knowing things that they're supposed to do and not do. Right. So with that, you know, that's something that you have a kid who is just lashing out all the time. And you don't know why. And you don't know why. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people don't take the time out. And this saying comes in their mind when they want to tell someone, this is what's happening in my home or this is what's being done to me. But they can't, they don't trust anybody because maybe they was threatened or whatever, right? The threat could be, um, they're going to take you away from me if you tell mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z at school. I, I or, think, but I also think it's hard to put yourself in, in a, a vulnerable state. Exactly. Um, to be, you know, to be like, to be vulnerable. Right, is, it is. It's a very scary. It is. Very scary yeah. feeling. And I think that we as a people, just within our culture, I mean, we've been taught to not really voice our opinion right. or how we feel. Mm-hmm. You know, that's very Just true. Look at and the reper- repercussions of right. that throughout history. And I get that. And that's something that I think is very, um, you like definitely hit something there when you say communication. We're not communicated at a young age to say, I'm angry, I'm mad, I'm mm-hmm. sad, right. I, I'm hurt, right? We're not told to talk about our feelings at all, mm-hmm. right? And so then you have kids that don't know how to communicate their emotions and then their emotions are bottled up and then boom, a bomb, right? right. A ticking mm-hmm. time bomb. And so we should try to figure out how we can prevent those things by telling our kids, you know, say you're mad, say you're angry, or when the kid is crying, what's wrong? Tell me why you're mad. Mm-hmm. Are you mad? Why are you sad? What's going on? Because those things will help them later in life when they get to school and they're exactly. able to communicate that they're angry they're mad they don't just throw tantrums on the floor because they don't know how to communicate why they're not getting their way right and so um i think that that's very important that that kind of comes in play as well yeah um so um oh can i I just say one more thing yeah when when i think about you know this this topic here and i just I, I can't help but think about what my grandmother says and it's like the remnants of slavery mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know um, being taught you know to just, just take it and right. just accept it right. and not say anything mm-hmm. and pretty much it is what it is mentality and then you talk about not voicing your opinion and what stays in this house you know what happens in this house stays in this house right. and there's like a there's like a theme within this our, our culture in um, our race, you know, even like not, stop snit- snitching, you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Like that, not saying anything. Right. Mm-hmm. When you know wrong is wrong. Right, and right is right, right. Yep. Because there's a code that you're supposed to live by or whatever the case may be. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it's very like detrimental to, to, it our, is. to our our growth. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, definitely. Personally and as, as, a, as a community. You know, but I just can't help but think about, you know, that saying remnants of slavery. Right. I I definitely agree. And I think that goes into the next question. Do you think this is this saying is protecting predators such as rapists and abusers within families? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yes. Right. I mean, um, what do they say? The majority of the time, a rapist or whoever um, you know, your abuser is, yeah, is usually really, someone in the family. Really it's an uncle, it's an aunt, it's you know, right? So, or in a the family f- friend, yes. Right. And 
like that alone is already so toxic. The fact that you're willing to sacrifice the mental health of your child simply because this other person is family, but it's like you don't want to reprimand this person for what they did to your child. Like that's crazy to me. And like I personally don't have kids, but I can't imagine anything that can make me say, you know what? I'm going to protect this person even if it right. means right. my children is going to grow up with these type of issues. Like, that's right. that's wild. And I, I think, can't imagine. I think it goes back to the, the disbelief, right? Mm-hmm. And not being able to believe or you believe it, but then you're so caught up in, well, this man does this for this family. Mm-hmm. This person does this for this family. Yeah. Or the kid might have a behavior issue, right? And then it's like, oh, I don't believe my child because... X, Y, and Z, but why? Why is this kid really gonna be that that delusional to make something up like that? You know. Yes. So don't get me wrong; it happens, but that is like really, really slim. That's yeah, like, like how a slim does a child chance. just come up with this? Like, right. like I'm gonna say such such like touched the, me and did this. The, and yeah, did like that the regular and, stuff. Kids think about toys nobody. and hanging out with friends. Like, how is that gonna be the one lie we come mm-hmm. up? We lie about like taking a cookie when we're not supposed to. Right. Or some shit. So it's like really, it's wild. It's crazy. That part. Right. <laughs> Um, and so I think that, um, you know, like, for example, um, I wasn't able to talk about this um, because it came out after. But R. Kelly. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a victim. Right. Mm-hmm. And so then he became a predator. Yeah. Right? And so with that, because he like you say, Mario, he wasn't able to communicate what was going on. And he didn't really know because of the whole um, you don't deal with your emotions, right? You don't you don't snitch. You don't mm-hmm. tell this is going on with you. And, you know, a lot of even the brothers said like their sister raped them. Mm-hmm. Right. So how do you really come to your mom and tell your mom this is what's going on? And, you yeah. know, and who are they going to believe? Right? Mm-hmm. right. And then you have like the, the no, they're lying. They're lying. They're lying. You know, like so. Mm-hmm. That is also a lot of pressure. And then you have, like, someone like R. Kelly who isn't mentally... He's not even mentally developed fully, right? Mm-hmm. And this is happening to him, and he doesn't know how to cope with it. And then, then he's able to stroke his ego, gets stroked a little bit, right? A by, little bit. By why he... You know what he's doing in the world. Yeah. He's this great artist, right? With this title of being a genius, right? Mm-hmm. In music, and so, as, as he is a genius, though. No, don't get me wrong. I, I can't listen. To, he's gifted. No, yeah. he is. I, I haven't been playing it, but I, I have some songs that I've been like, dang it, I gotta turn it on Pandora. This is my song, though. Yeah, you know, but, it's summertime. All the right. guys are going oh, on. Like, oh, and I'll be like, oh, right. dang it. Right. You know, but, and unfortunately, you know, it is sad that a lot of people are saying, like, we had a, I had a conversation. And some people didn't really get what we were saying. We we're like, we're not agreeing with what he did. We're just saying that this was done to him, mm-hmm. and he didn't get the proper help he needed. Right. So he what he didn't know what to do. So all he is is lost and confused, and now he became a predator because he's still trying to figure out what was done to him. Yeah, that gets me and, in terms of like things happen within within the community, whether it be with the male, female, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. But the resources offered. Right, and that's you know, the thing. Where, where are the resources? And if the resources are offered, 
you know, there's there's most most times there's a there's a hefty price. Right, exa- exactly. And that's another thing we talked about. How can you assume that someone's gonna say, Oh, just sign me up for counseling? Counseling is expensive. Right. Mm-hmm. right? It is very expensive. And then also you have the the uh, stigma behind counseling within the black community. Yeah. Oh, I don't need counseling, nothing wrong with me. No. That doesn't mean that something community. is wrong with you because we're not taught to communicate properly, so we're not learning how to deal with our emotions. So that's why we do need counseling. Because because yeah. we aren't able to communicate what's going on with us. So I feel that as I've gotten older, because I was a kid who didn't know how to communicate mm-hmm. because it wasn't taught to me, right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't taught to express my feelings and do all of this stuff, but I was told to tell someone when something has gone on or yeah. if someone touched me or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So with that, it's like, well, I'm communicating something to you, and then if you don't believe me, then why are you teaching me to tell you these things, yeah. right? How can an adult tell a kid that this kid is lying and then another adult believes that other adult about a kid lying in your mind i think that rape abuse molestation any form of abuse is something that kids don't really make up yeah because they're they're they 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 know the feeling of abuse they they know when you know they're being physically abused some people don't really know about verbal and mental but the the physical abuse people know yeah. And so when they're being physical abused in different different ways, it's kind of like I'm not I don't feel safe. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm you know, and then you have a kid that shuts down, mm-hmm. and then they're in school, and you, the teacher can't even get them to talk. Yeah, and right. There's, there's some kids who like they've been abused as kids, and they don't even realize it was abuse until they and become older. Or, you know, like as an adult, like yeah, as an adult, right, right, right. Or, right. I mean, whatever the case may be, like. You can be young and still know, like, I have a choice to get out. Because kids are smart. You know, like, but, well, well, let me, let me put it like, like this. Because like, like, re- really quick, like, like, my, like I said, my family, we, we got weapons. Like, we got... Right. And my brother, he got the majority of them because he did some dumb shit. Mm-hmm. But he will always go through the point of, I'm leaving. Yeah, pack a little bag. He will go to the end of the driveway and he's like, fuck, who made me dinner? No, and that's what I know. And that's so true because me being abused, I've ran away maybe twice. And one one time I think I stayed out all night and slept somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I'm like, where... Am I gonna go? Where well, can I'm, I go? I'm saying, I'm saying, what can I do? I'm saying because I've even called the cops. And let me tell you this: we had an encounter. The cops came, and I learned this word. How old were you? And when I first started running away, I think I was 12 the first okay. time. Or yeah, I was 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I ran away 13. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I walked down the block once, but it wasn't really like a runaway. Mm-hmm. But um, and the cops came. I was um, 15, and um. And I use this word coercion, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know what coercion mm-hmm. is, but I learned it. And the cops kind of, the cops was walking away because it was just like, they just believed what the parent is mm-hmm. saying, the daughter is saying. And I used the word and the cop kind of like turned around and was like, whoa, this kid knows what this mm-hmm. word means. And then kind of was like, mm, I don't really know, right, if mm-hmm. I should do something or how should I act? And they left, right? Mm-hmm. So with that, um, it was just like, who really who really protects the kid, right? How can you really, as a kid, you call the cops and there's really nothing you can do if there's not, like, super abusive, right? And I wasn't, you know, talking about <clears throat> being physically abused, like, you know, but I was talking about being abused in other ways and... It was like, 
um, what can you do? How can you get out of it? The answer to that is, well, first you have to acknowledge the fact that a lot of people who are being abused are suffering from low self-esteem. Right. Because, like we said, abusers, molesters, rapists, they know how to get into the head of their victims. They make them feel lesser than. They make, And so when you're in an abusive relationship, not it's not just, oh, they're beating on you or they're talking no, shit or whatever. Right. They also put you in a space of feeling the need of being dependent on them. So you make them feel like you have nothing outside of me. So it's the fear of that. So it's the manipulation. And if you genuinely feel like, it's easy to say it on the surface, but if you genuinely feel like you can't do anything outside of this person, and then... There are the abusive types who are like, if you leave, I will kill you. Kill you. No, and if in that part. And if they're beating on you, what, what, what makes you, know, you think they're they not going to go that far? Because so it's not so it's so I feel like on the surface, like we all know it's hard on the surface, but it's easy to say why don't they just leave? It's but, harder than saying think, oh, think no, Yeah. I, so just think of just easy. think of any habit you have, just the habit of biting your nails right. or something it small. Takes a long it's more than just okay, I want to stop doing it. Like it's it yeah. takes a lot of effort. It's a mental thing. Right. It's not just the act of doing it, it's the preparation of right. building up your confidence to say, mm-hmm. Okay, I can actually accomplish this. Right. And then the level of having mm-hmm. a kid with this person is a whole different situation. Right. If you're a stay at home mom, you actually have no funds, you have nowhere right. to go. What can and you really Usually, usually abusive people, like when you're in a relationship, they also try to separate you from your family. It's true. They try to, um, they try to create space between you and your family. So it's harder for you to even to say, okay, I'm going to run to my sister. I'm going to run to my mom. I'm going to, you know, they completely try to like ostracize you from everybody else. So you literally feel like you have nothing. So it's so not true. even just a physical thing. It's it's it's, yeah. it's, it's really like a a whole yeah. like it's a whole world that they build up for this mm-hmm. person. You don't see anything outside of right. this person. And I agree. I mean, and then on top of that, yeah. you probably feel like you love this person, and yeah. then love itself. It's you know, and that's why I say love shouldn't feel like like that. It's a great discussion. But yes, yeah, so as the late Maya Angelou would say, I'm a woman phenomenally. Thank you for listening. Follow us on social media at Now Foundation. Thank you. But Brenda's barely got a brain. A damn shame. The girl can hardly spell her name. That's not our problem. That's up to Brenda's family. Well, let me show you how it affects our whole community. Now, Brenda really never knew her moms. And her dad was a junkie putting breath into his arms. It's sad because I bet Brenda doesn't even know. Just because you're in the ghetto doesn't mean you can't grow. But oh, that's a thought. My own revelation. Do whatever it takes to resist the temptation. Brenda got herself a boyfriend. Her boyfriend was a cousin. Now let's rock the joy. And she tried to hide her pregnancy from a family who really didn't care to see or give a damn if she went out and had a church of kids. As long as when the check came, they got first dips. Now Brenda's belly's getting bigger But no one seems to notice any change in her figure She's 12 years old and she's having a baby In love with the molester who's sex and her crazy And yet and also thinks that'll be with her forever And dreams of a world with the two of them are together Whatever, he left there and she had the baby solo She had it on the bathroom floor and didn't know so She didn't know what to throw away and what to keep She wrapped the baby up and threw him in a trash heap I guess she thought she'd get away with hear the cross she didn't realize how much the little baby had her eyes now the baby's in the trash he balling mama can't help her but it hurts to hear her calling
that wants to run away. Mama say you're making me lose pay. And social workers here every day. Now Brenda's gotta make her own way. Can't go to a family, they won't let us stay. No money, no babysitter, she couldn't keep a job. She tried to sell crack, but end up getting robbed. So now what's next? It ain't nothing left to sell. So she sees sex as a way of leaving hell. It's paying the rent, so she really can't complain. Prostitute fans, swing. And Brenda's a name, she's got a babe. 